With us today is former Governor David Patterson, and uh, he has a lot of things to say. Um, he is one common sense guy. And uh, uh, Governor Patterson, what what is on your mind on this Sunday morning? Well, John, what bothered me uh, last week, you know, beginning on Monday, was when the migrants who were asked to go to the facility in Brooklyn said that they would rather stay at the one in Midtown Manhattan. And they tried to say the facilities weren't adequate enough. But the reason that the city was moving them there is because they had to find a place to move families in to facilities. And that hotel was perfect for families because it had more than one room in, in each unit. So when this didn't happen, they staged this protest and they stood outside. And I thought they were being egged on by the media because not two blocks away from that hotel, there are other people out on the street who are homeless at this time of year. I mean, God forbid the temperatures this weekend with the wind chill factor were down to nearly zero degrees. And they have problems, too. And they are citizens of the United States. They live here. And while if someone is seeking asylum, I'm 100 percent in favor of them if they meet the requirements of asylum, which is that they are avoiding uh, a terrorizing situation or a life-threatening situation in their own country. But I don't know that asylum isn't starting to become an industry because so many people are choosing to do this, and it is really creating an encumbrance on the city's resources, and I'm glad Mayor uh, Adams has been speaking out about it. Well, uh, Governor, uh, I'm glad Mayor Adams is speaking out about it because uh, uh, I've spoken to a lot of people in the city, both Democrats and both Republicans, and and we cannot feed the entire world. We cannot feed uh, South America and Africa and Central America, uh, and, and we need some checks and balances. And, and a lot of objections coming in from a lot of the communities, from the black community, the Latino community. You know what the objections are? There's a lot of poor people in our community. Why are we taking care of the migrants before we're taking care of the poor people in our communities? Yeah, I mean, there are uh, a number of our own systems right now that are uh, being overwhelmed by the number of people who need different types of social services, mental health intervention. The governor talked about a lot of this in her state of the uh, in her budget address as she released the 23-24 budget. And so there's a lot that uh, we have to do. We don't have to go looking for more projects at a time like this. And I don't think it's as inhumane as perhaps turning people away who really are avoiding uh, governments that are persecuting them as opposed to what is happening here. And so Finally, uh, at the end of the week, when they did agree to go back to the facilities in Brooklyn, I thought that was fine. But I thought that conversation would have been over a lot sooner if certain individuals and even members of the media were not stirring it up just to get a lot of attention. Uh, and uh, I guess that's wrong. I mean, um, what's going on in Albany, Governor? I mean, is there any solutions coming out of uh, Albany as far as uh, some common sense? 
Well, I guess it was Thursday night. The governor appeared on uh, New York One, and she talked about uh, that. But she didn't give uh, – she didn't really discuss some of the situations that had gone on recently with the judge and, and that kind of thing. And I thought she was treated very unfairly by the legislature through that whole process. But um, certainly uh, this budget is um, $227 billion, and it addresses a lot of the areas. And some of the ways of trying to come up with the resources to fight it, I found, compared to previous budgets I've seen, to be very creative. I, I thought the governor and her people really put their heads together because you can, you can spend money in a second, to raise the money to spend it, that sometimes takes a little longer. Uh, understood on that. Uh, I mean, the, the, the big thing going on, and, and you have told us this uh, in, uh, uh, in the studio when you've been in the studio with us, is the fact that the governor uh, has a lot of power when it comes to uh, the uh, budget. And uh, yeah, that really, if she uses the, her power, then maybe we can get some common sense coming out of Albany. Yeah, the governor sets the uh, the process. The legislature collaborates on the uh, budget with the governor, but the budget is due on April 1st. New York is the only state in the union that has an April 1st budget deadline. But the governor does have the power to offer extenders, in other words, if you're not finished and you need a few more days, you can extend the government at the same rate of spending uh, and service that you've had throughout the last fiscal year for a period of time until you have entered into agreement for the next budget. What we were able to change when I was there is that the no one realized we actually came up with this idea that when I put out the extenders, the legislature had to vote them up or down. So because the legislature was delaying the budget and would not close the budget because they didn't want to cut anymore, I decided to put my cuts in the extender. And if they didn't pass the extender, they were shutting the government down. Now, I didn't exactly get a uh, pat on the back or a handshake from many legislators when I did that. But that enabled Governor Cuomo, who succeeded me, to pass budgets in his t term in office uh, a lot sooner than anyone that preceded him because, in his case, he didn't even ever do it. He just threatened to do it, and it, and it really created a more timely process that had existed for years, but had gotten out of control in the late 70s, and that's when Governor Hugh Carey came up with the idea of extenders. Understood. Tell us about, uh, I understand when me and you were together the other day, you were very upset with what happened in Memphis. Tell us about it. Well, I think everybody was very upset at what happened in Memphis, but what kind of struck me was when I worked in the DA's office back in the early 80s, there were these police officers who would sit at the desk, you know, when you come in, and they would uh, sometimes drive some of the assistant district attorneys to different neighborhoods, perhaps difficult neighborhoods where they had to interview witnesses and that kind of thing. One day I asked one of the detectives there, um, why, would, why were they using police officers? And they said that these 
officers were members of the street crimes unit, but that they had gone beyond their authority and, you know, uh, injured people and that kind of thing. They didn't want to kick them off the force. So they found this little place for them to hang out. And their nickname was the Rubber Gun Squad. Now, there's certainly no levity in what happened down in Memphis, but certainly departments around the country really need to take heed that these kinds of uh, units where they're often in plain clothes and they're more aggressive, they stop and they uh, get out of their cars and that kind of thing, not as seriously as what was done in, in that case uh, in Memphis. But it's something that departments have to be very careful because once a, anybody, it, it wouldn't even matter whether a police officer or in any other business, once the rules aren't strict, um, the results could be very tragic. And that's what we saw in Memphis. It was uh, very, very tragic for this young gentleman, this young uh, kid to lose his life. And he really didn't do anything wrong. And, and when I saw the video, as close as I could see it, the people were walking around and he's propped up against the car. And I said to myself, did any of these people watch the George Floyd video? Do they realize that they are about to become the next George Floyd incident and stir up the whole country? It, it was shocking, but I was very happy to see that the other police departments from around the country who usually don't do this weighed in on how um, revolted they were by what happened there. And I think that really contributed to a lot of the peace that was kept uh, where in other situations, neighborhoods um, were overwhelmed to the point that they became antisocial in their activity. We, Governor, we all agree. Well, thank you this, uh, for coming on this Sunday morning and give you know, all Americans the perspective of what the heck is going on. And uh, God bless you and have a great weekend. Thank you, John.